Oh my god. Oh my god. This is gonna be a good day. and I watch horror movies alone in the dark. Hi, and I'm Chris, and I wet the bed for a socially unacceptable amount of my life. And welcome back to the weekly meeting of the Nightlight Horror Movie Club. We review a different horror movie each week, discuss story, production, reception, and relevance in pop culture. Yeah, and so just a heads up, we're going to be watching a lot of movies and talking about them, and we're going to talk about the ending, we're going to talk about the beginning, we're going to talk about the middle... Maybe. We're going to spoil We're going to spoil essentially things. everything, yeah. So if you wanted to watch the movie that we're going to be discussing each week, watch it before you listen to us, because we will ruin it. I guarantee it. We will ruin it hard. And today we're watching Creep. It's a 2014 movie. Uh, it is on Netflix, so if you haven't watched it, uh, go ahead and pause this podcast. Go listen to it. It's only, or watch it. It's only 77 minutes. Yeah, it's not that long. Back. Do it. It's not that long. So if you're new to this podcast, Kate and I are both veterinary students living on opposite sides of the country, and we have essentially no business doing a horror film podcast, but we're doing it. But here we go. (laughs) It's happening. It's too late. You can't go back now. Chris has seen... He hates them. I hate horror films. He's seen none of them, (laughs) but it's the only thing I'll talk about, so... Yeah, if you haven't seen the film we're watching, neither have I, so that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, you've seen it now. <laughs> I've, I've watched them now, but I have, I have watched none of these previously. So what? Okay, so let's just jump into it. Creep. Creep, yeah. yeah uh, it's a 2014 film. It's on Netflix. It's only about a little over an hour. It's kind of like a psychological horror. It's kind of like a thriller, I guess. Um, what did you call It's it's It has a name, right? It's like a found footage film or something yeah it's a found footage it's a found footage movie a lot like you know Blair Witch Paranormal Activity yeah. that's basically like idea. someone carried a camera around and then they lost it and then someone in Hollywood like I guess found their footage and then made a movie about it and gives them no credit or something it's yeah it's literally just two people <laughs> in a camcorder and just two people being weird and talking for 77 minutes kind of like this podcast Kind of like this podcast. And um, we're going to be talking about the movie today. Um, We're going to talk about lo-fi found footage films in general. And we're also going to talk about um, Craigslist crimes. So if any of that interests you. Yeah, the movie is essentially about a Craigslist crime. And let me just spoil everything. Don't ever buy or sell anything on Craigslist ever again. It's not worth it. (laughs) Like that you are asking to be murdered. I'm convinced. Well, they they have like those... um, like safe spaces where you can like like at police stations you can meet up and like exchange toasters or whatever people do on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. So if you're exchanging goods and services on an internet site that requires you to go to a safe space, at least don't do it in the that. woods. Question that, you know? Be safe, people. Be safe. This movie it's directed by Patrick Bryce. Um he's the character of Aaron. He's our protagonist and then um it's produced by mark duplass who is joseph and it's also produced by jason bloom who is mm-hmm. the guy behind bloom house productions which i don't think you know much about i I, I know nothing you know nothing okay well he um he did paranormal activity he's behind franchise titans insidious and sinister and the movie was written by the two actors of the movie which i think is kind of cool i kind of like it is cool. the, the last movie we watched the exorcist was like a big 
pop culture sensation and horror. And then this film was such a juxtaposition to that because it was just two people, super low budget type film. I guess it was technically a third actor, right? But we only heard her voice. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. We heard her. Oh, that's um, Mark Duplass's wife. Oh, in the film that that that. makes it more significant. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's his character's wife. No, definitely not. Not at all. Definitely no. But it's definitely... He just got his wife to record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncredited dialogue. Yeah. So hopefully you've seen the movie, but if you haven't, just a quick run through. Basically, it's this guy Aaron who found an ad on Craigslist saying that this guy will pay him a thousand dollars to just follow him around for a day with with a camera and film whatever he does, which sounds pretty sketchy to me, and I don't know why he would ever take this job. But if- it's a thousand dollars, dude. Yeah, to get murdered. That was obvious. What? I don't know what he was thinking. Anyways, so... He's, he's way too nice. <laughs> so he's responding to this Craigslist ad. Um, he's going to get $1,000. So he drives up into the foothills and he meets... He goes to this cabiny kind of house where he's supposed to meet this guy. The guy's not there. He calls him. He sees a very suspicious foreshadowing type axe sitting in front of the house. <laughs> as if we didn't all know where that was going to go. I liked it. It like instantly we were watching the movie. I'm like, what is this movie about? They zoom into an axe. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, it's about murder. Okay. It's, a, it's about to get weird. <laughs> and it does. It like, it gets so weird so fast. Cause so he, so he goes, quickly. sits in the car and then the Duplass character, Joseph, you know, he, he sort of startles. Jump scare yeah, number one. Jump of the scare movie. number one. <laughs> and it, it, it wasn't that scary. And I will, I will say the, the movie in general, I'm scared of essentially everything. And it's not a jump scare type movie. It's really, it's not something that's going to make you scream while you watch, but it's something that's going to make your, your brain hurt a little bit. <laughs> make you fearful of other people in general. In general. Yeah. In general. Well, you, you, you texted me last night cause you're going to watch it. Yeah. And you're like, can I watch this at nighttime? And I think, I think even if you're not a horror movie person, I think that you could have watched this at nighttime alone. Yeah, 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 because it's not about, like, something coming after you in your bed. It's about him making a really stupid decision to respond to a Craigslist ad. So I knew that that wasn't going to happen to me, so it was fine. And I and I knew <laughs> you can take measures. You can take measures. To an extent. Well, and I, I also, it does have jump scares for sure, but it's not like, what's impressive about the jump scares in this movie is that they're not, none of them ever feel cheap. Like some of them almost feel black comedy like, like they're almost funny. Yeah, yeah. On like and they're very like they're very self aware. Like they're very aware that we're doing like a very cheesy jump scare. But also, it's not just to make people jump. It's also kind of character development for mm-hmm. Joseph. Yeah, for it's sure. Kind of, it's like this guy's weird. <laughs> yeah, you. I felt because he does them for fun. I felt so uncomfortable for essentially the entire film. And it's because it is so well-named. Creep is the perfect title for this film because he is the creepiest person I think has that has ever existed. You, you know, this movie also had a different name, an original working title. What was it? How to be an axe murderer gonna, on the internet? I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm not going to tell you yet, but I'll tell is you. Is it called Peach Fuzz? Yeah, it's Peach Fuzz! Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so, okay, okay. So back to, back to what happened. So he... The guy brings him to his house and he's like, hey, um, I'm dying of cancer, essentially. So that's why we're doing this is because my wife's pregnant. 
Um, I'm never going to see my unborn child whose name is Buddy. So first Buddy, clue, he yeah. made up that baby name. That's not real. <laughs> like didn't think very hard about it. Did not all. think very hard about it. And he says, so yeah, the, I have this metastatic brain tumor. It was in my liver before and now it's in my brain. So I only have a little bit of time to live. So basically I want you to do like a, a walking documentary of me so that my so my son can see exactly who I was as I was. You know, don't dramatize it. Don't make me look better or worse as if that was possible. I just want you to see I just want my son to know who I was when I was alive which is you know at the beginning of the film you're like okay this is obviously going to go downhill really quickly but you want to give the guy you know the benefit of the doubt you're like okay he's dying of cancer he's probably going to murder this guy by the end but hey you know he's dying of cancer I get it he has a tumor like is it related to his like maybe he's just creepy because he's got a tumor in his brain he's got a brain friend maybe you know, yeah, but, he's got you know, he's got spirits so, in his like, blood. Like I went in with a decent amount of empathy. Yeah, like you know, a fair amount of empathy. But you do yeah. know that things are going to get really weird, and they Which, do. Yeah. The Which very means. first thing the guy agrees, he gets his money. The very first thing they do is tubby time, where <laughs> where Joseph, uh, the creepy guy, goes up and he instantly strips naked, and he gets into like, the bathtub. <laughs> like gives like here's your money. Let's go to the tub. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron, the the guy with the camera, is kind of like, mm, he just kind of rolls are we doing... it out of courtesy. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like he's like, I'm too far into it. He's already given my money. I'm already here. I might as well film him naked in this bathtub. I guess we're doing this. But tubby time, <laughs> tubby time. I think was probably, and this this is probably going to be a controversial opinion, but this was probably the creepiest part of the entire film for me. Just because yeah, I was absolutely. so profoundly uncomfortable because basically he's taking <laughs> a bath. Yeah. In front of this guy who's filming him a, a complete stranger. But he he pretends like his unborn child is there with him and he's like giving his unborn child a bath. <laughs> and it, it is so disturbing. And like holding this little invisible baby. It's so disturbing. And talking to it and like rubbing its feet. And he lays back, and there's a candle next to the bathtub, and he like and he oh, like you oh, like the fire, oh buddy? you like the fire? No, you stay here, just lay on daddy's chest and look at the fire. All the oh, all really? the while, I'm literally like screaming in my head, like, <laughs> I'm like get out of this house! This man is obviously <laughs> obviously dangerous. <laughs> but I I don't know. Like I put first of all, really strong start for this movie because like they set the tone. It's like a slow burn throughout the whole movie, but they set the tone quick. Like oh, you yeah. kind of know what you're getting into very quickly. But I I was trying to the whole movie. I'm trying to get me in the shoes of this Aaron dude, and I'm like, well, like maybe he's just weird. Like I don't know, dude has cancer. Like I'm just I'm gonna just point the camera, take my money, and then like leave. I think I think at this point I wouldn't have backed out. Yeah, yet, no, honestly. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, Heinz, like, the viewer has a better vision, right? Like, I know that this guy's obviously going to kill him. He probably I know this that. movie is called Creep. I know it's called Creep. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I do empathize with Aaron's character in the sense that I probably would have stayed, too, just because I, I'm just so profoundly socially awkward that I, I don't I don't think I could have walked out. I would have been, yeah, okay, this is fine. <laughs> yeah, you just bathe your imaginary baby. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. As long as it doesn't get any worse than this, I guess it's okay. Oh man! And then it, which it does next. Oh my gosh! So then, 
bath time's over. <laughs> tubby, tubby After time. After he does like a fake suicide. Oh my gosh, this the like, the suicide as a scare. Joke. That's when you. That's yeah. when you realize. Yeah, this guy is truly yeah at first you're like okay well maybe he's just like a really hippie kind of guy really in touch with his emotions he's gonna die soon so he's okay being naked and being weirdly overly emotional in front of this stranger stranger and then the suicide scare where he pretends to kill himself in the bathtub that's when you're like no no he's actually he's definitely gonna murder him (laughs) that was the first time where like i was watching the movie i'm like maybe he doesn't have a wife. Maybe, his, like, my first thought then was, like, when he was, like, I don't want to die, Aaron. I could do it right now. I was I was thinking in my head, you don't have anybody. Like, maybe you mm-hmm. have a baby coming, but you have nobody, and you d- you're doing this to get attention. Yeah. But I still wasn't, I wasn't unconvinced. I still thought he was dying at that point. I was still thinking, okay, you have cancer. Yeah, yeah. I was still weird. like, you know what? You're going through a lot. I can't, I don't know what it's like to only, to be told that you only have two months to live. Like, yeah, you know, I, I was I was still kind of with him. Dark humor, trying to lighten the mood. Obviously, he was like very creepy, but yeah, I don't know. I was I was very on the fence about him. Still, I mean, obviously, I believe that he was going to be a murderer in the end because it's called creep and it's a horror film. It's called but creep. <laughs> and in, in any event, they go to the bedroom and Aaron opens the closet to find probably the most terrifying wolf mask of all Peach history. Fuzz. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. The, the true star of this movie. <laughs> the true star, Peach Fuzz. Jo- Joseph says that, oh, this is my dad's wolf mask. And, you know, <laughs> he used to have it. And he's, he's a friendly wolf. You don't have to worry. And he, he he's like, Peach Fuzz sings this little song to children. And then he puts the mask oh, I on. I love this song. And he sings this truly awful song, which was obviously improvised. Like, it, well, mo- most of the, like, all of the dialogue pretty much was imp- improvised. Oh, in real life, this movie was yes. not scripted. Yes, this movie no, like, it had a very bare bones script, basically saying this is what we're gonna do. This like he's gonna go to the water, like this is gonna happen. But like they didn't have the ending planned. Oh my god! It was just, which makes it all the more impressive, and makes honestly like Duplass's performance. Just, <laughs> you, I really appreciated it. I thought it was really good. You no, know, his 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 acting was really really phenomenal, and I we'll get to it. But I really really liked the ending, and I really liked. The way that they, you know, put it together, it made it, yeah, it made it all make sense, but also not make sense at the same time, which was kind of cool. It was like over the top believable, which I really liked, and on, and that's what, and his performance was the same way. It was over the top when it needed to be, like for big moments, it was very over the top mm-hmm. and yeah, captivating. And then it would also he could do really subtle, like whenever he just like smiled at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. This is going to be a good day. This is this is going to be a good day. This is going to be a good day. Scariest line of the movie, <laughs> folks. It was. This is going to be a good day. Cuz you know it's not. It like whenever someone says that, you know it's not going to be a good day. For him it might be. So, sorry, back to back so to Peach Fuzz. Fuzz. He sings this awful song. And then they I'm as friendly as a rabbit. <laughs> I could just eat you up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so scary. I've been looking. I told you this already, but I've been looking for that mask for months. I pray that you never find it. I found the production, like the lot number. I have the codes to find it, but you can't get them anymore. And so I'm just lurking on every corner of the Internet. Craigslist, for example. Craig, dude, I'm. If someone <laughs> says I have a peach fuzz mask, you have to meet me at the foothills. I would go. No, you would not. 
I would come prepared, but I would go. I I want that mask. So, so Nick and I, Nick is my boyfriend. Nick and I have an agreement where you can't, we don't do pranks in the house because we take those, uh, we go out of control with those. I'm not even surprised. But we made, so no pranks allowed in the house, no scaring in, in, allowed in the house. But we have an exception and it's for whoever finds that mask first. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, it was it was good knowing you. I really, I really, (laughs) I genuinely hope that you never find it. I don't. If anyone finds that, I will pay top dollar for this peach fuzz mask. (laughs) I'll pay one thousand dollars in eight hours of my time. (laughs) In eight hours of your time. Oh my gosh! But so like so, peach fuzz just disappears after that. Thank God. And you think okay. And 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 that's why they they were going to originally name it peach fuzz, but they didn't want people because you don't get to that for ten minutes. And they didn't want people spending the first 10 minutes missing everything and being like, who the hell is Peach Fuzz? Like, why is this Let, called Peach Fuzz? Let's let's point that out for a second, though. This has all happened in the first 12 minutes of the film. Literally, yes. minute 12, he's singing the Peach Fuzz song. So in the first 12 minutes of this movie, he's we've already taken a bath. <laughs> we've already had a suicide scare. We've already, you know, Peach Fuzz. <laughs> like, this movie does not give you the chance to sit back and relax. Make like you, have, you have no <laughs> yeah. opportunity to think for even a moment that things are going to go okay. Like it does not give you that opportunity. It does not. It doesn't want you to feel good about yourself. And 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 to that extent, I think it was exceptionally well done. <laughs> so you liked it. So I, I I'm going to just go ahead and skip ahead and ask: Do you like this movie as a whole? So no. <laughs> I I I appreciate the things about it that are obviously well done. Like it was very well directed. It was very well acted. The storyline was creative. It was really it was really ingenious, you know, while still being fairly basic. Like it wasn't a complicated mm-hmm. film by any stretch of the imagination, but No, it's a st- it's a stalker found footage. But you really immerse in it. Like you feel like you feel all these emotions while it's happening and you feel creeped out and you feel kind of scared and you're like, what would I do in this situation? What would I do in this situation? And you just like go, you're just along for the ride. And so it's really well done. That said, it's still very, very creepy and I don't like it. Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not about it. Yeah. I can't wait. to. This get is to a podcast about someone who hates today. horror films and someone who likes them. So <laughs> buckle up. Buckle up. So Peach Fuzz goes away. This is episode thank God. Two. <laughs> and Peach Fuzz goes and we away. go on a we um, go on a hike and everything's fine. It's like, to the healing water. To, the, <laughs> to like the water that's gonna like cure his cancer. And it's in the shape of a heart and it, yeah, it's like this hike to like this mystical pond that's shaped like a heart and it's supposed to like I don't know if it's gonna cure him of cancer or what. And I'm like, oh, this is this is the murder location, but how could that be? Because we're still only fourteen minutes into the film. And they eventually get there. Well, that's that's whenever that was my moment because I was I was playing the role of Aaron the whole time I'm watching this mm-hmm. movie. And whenever you get that second jump scare and he pops, he's like, he like runs ahead of the path mm-hmm. and he's like, Joseph, where are you? Where are you? And he just pops up and terrifies him and is like, you just had a near death experience. Like, that's what I feel like because I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Aaron, that's when I'm like, you're Aaron is way so too awkward. Polite. Oh, yeah. You're yeah, no, yeah. I feel thanks. it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> And I was like, that is when I would check out. That would be my checkout moment. You're taking me in the woods. You just scared me and said you gave me a near-death experience. You you I'm clearly want to go. give me another one. You know? You <laughs> <laughs> like, he obviously 
Like that, yeah, that's the point of the film where you're like, all right, no doubt about it. He's not just a weird guy. He's going to kill him. Yeah, like that was the moment. But then they get he's gonna try. But then they get yeah. to the pond, and it's like, okay, well, actually, they're kind of bonding. Nice moment, yeah. When they like bless each other with the water, and they're kind of like, I don't know, they kind of actually start to open up to each other, and you're like, okay, these guys might actually just end up. They might be friends. They might, yeah, be kind of friendly. It's still weird. It's still kind of disturbing. I thought it. Was, I thought that was a really good moment. I was like, okay, you know what? This guy has cancer. Like, it takes me back to my empathy, and I and I finally start to feel comfortable for like five seconds in the movie, and then literally a millisecond scratches. Literally, <laughs> like very few seconds. Then he scratches the heart into the rock and writes J plus A. And while he's doing it, he's whistling the Peach Fuzz song. Did you catch that? I did. That? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> did I. Yeah. And that's when you're like, no. No, he's a murderer. No, it, my instincts were right. No. Yeah. In conclusion, dear listeners, stop trying to find the good in people. Oh, my, that stop. was Aaron's it biggest flaw. Killed. He's like, no, the guy's dying of cancer. You know, he's probably a good guy. Yeah. Don't do that, people. He's Don't not a good guy. Don't try to find good in people. It will get you killed. So, but then, after all that business, they go and they go get pancakes or whatever. And... This is the part, and it, it sort of reminds you again, oh, no, he's, he's, that's when you start realizing how much of this is really a lie. Like, does he have cancer kind of stuff? Because he says that, oh, these have the best pancakes in the world, whatever. They get there, and then he opens the menu, and the first thing Joseph says is, I wonder what's good here. And Aaron points out, he's like, I thought you said the pancakes. I thought you said you've been here, like, all the time when you were a kid. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, the pancakes are the thing, but they changed the menu. It's like, oh. He's lying pathologically. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's when my hackles like raise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because up until then, you're like, okay, his story is conceivable. He's really creepy. He's really weird. But maybe that's the extent of it. And maybe I'm just going to feel uncomfortable for the next 60 minutes. But that's when you're like. Which you will. Which you will, for sure. But then you're like, no, he's lying. And you and, it, and you sort of start to like wonder how much else is he lying about? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, hey, Aaron, tell me something uncomfortable. He he gives him like the wedding story, which was interesting. And then he shows that he had been stalking him. Joseph shows him on his phone these pictures that he have ta- had taken of Aaron coming up to the cabin. As if that's a tit for tat. Like, oh, you used to wet yourself? That's awkward. I have been stalking you since you came. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I feel ashamed of this and I'm really sorry about it. And this, this is when Aaron should have left. They're literally in a that diner. Is when he There's looked. other people there. This was his opportunity. And he still goes along with it. Like that's how socially awkward so and polite nice. this man is. So nice. Like that that absolutely would have been it for me. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, but you're very creepy. Here's your money back. Thanks for the pancakes. Bye. Never contact me again. Well, he had to go back to the cabin because his car is there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. See? So but And so that and that's how you justify it, because you're like, okay. This guy is creepy. I think I'm being stalked. I'll just play. I don't want to upset him. Mm-hmm. I'll just play it through, get to my car and go. And that's what so much of this film is, is him just trying to rationalize. You know, I don't want to upset this guy. What if I bring him to his breaking point? And what if he does actually try to kill me? And then his his attempts to appease this man to keep him from killing him is exactly what puts him in danger, you know, in the, in the long run. Yeah. And so And I feel like it's what a lot of people would do. A lot of people. That's the that's the scary thing about this movie is that it's so real. Like, this mm-hmm. is exactly how I would behave in this scenario and it's exactly how so many other people would behave. I have no doubt. <laughs> I would like to believe that I have 
I mean, I don't think I would have put myself in this situation to begin with. But once <laughs> I'm in it, I'm like, all right, in for the long haul. If I was a struggling videographer or something, maybe I would. But also as a woman, I feel like I I say no to these things a lot quicker mm-hmm. than men do. Because like Aaron's like a big guy. Like he's like tall. Yeah, like he- he's like muscly. Like he can like probably, you know, take this dude. So maybe he hasn't dealt with like, you know, creepy people following him. Like maybe if this videographer was a woman, this would have been a very different movie. Oh, which entrance? That's ha- kind of how there is a second one, Creep Two, and it's about a woman. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh gosh, because you need to watch Ugh. it. But yeah, that was something I thought of watching it as a woman, just being like, okay, this is a very large dude. I don't think he gets like what could happen. Yeah, like I, I do think he was like creeped out the entire time, and he was like, okay, is this mm-hmm. guy gonna try to kill me? But I do think, yeah, he had this like. I do think he felt like he could take him if it came to it, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that was, but the weird part to me is like when they find, when they get back to the cabin, it's nighttime, and this is when you know shit's about to go down, right? Because it's nighttime. He was only supposed to be filming him for a day. The day's over now, but most of the movie hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, you're like you. I I check my little. At the bottom, I was like, this has only been 20 minutes. This has only been 20 minutes, and the day that it was supposed to be is is officially over. And so that's when you're like, okay, no more reservations. Murder's happening tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't. Like, it really is a slow burn. And I do like that that frame you get of him, which they use on, I think, most of the... The posters, yeah. The the posters of him him framed against the the porch light. Mm -hmm. I really like that. And then you get a third jump scare. Oh, my gosh. Which is my favorite one because it's, like, really quick and hilarious. Yeah, when he just, like, yeah, when he just jumps out as, as Aaron like, comes out. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Ha, ha. <laughs> and, and I didn't know how to process that one because that one seemed the most playful out of all the jump scares. But at this point, I was like, is this just that was that was a pre-murder jump scare, like, without a doubt. <laughs> like... So I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, that's the only one that felt actually like what I do to my friends. I scare. Uh, I hate being scared. I hate horror films. I hate being scared. I love scaring people. Like, <laughs> I'm very, oh, am I similar to Joseph? Maybe. I love scaring people. I scare my roommates all the time. They can totally attest to it. I don't know what it is. It's this weird impulse I have. I just feel the need sometimes to crawl across the floor in the middle of the night and jump out at someone. While you did in the that kitchen. to me. You have done that to me. I was in the kitchen and you were crawling on your hands and knees very quickly towards me. I don't know why I do it. I have no I have no idea it's why. It's a slippery slope is what I learned from this movie. So Yeah, I'm not allowed to actually create a Craigslist ad, so <laughs> if that tells you anything. And then we get that like I feel like the whenever they go back to the cabin and it becomes nighttime that's where things like literally and like story-wise get dark and you can feel the movie like you can feel like this tension between it, yeah it really desire to be polite and his gut sense that something's not right yeah yeah and it like you can feel it shift towards the okay something's not right yeah he starts to snap a little bit he's like you know what this has been weird all yeah. day but now it's now it's dangerous like he's like i he's like i need to leave this place and when so they're having whiskeys and Joseph keeps coming up with excuses to keep Aaron there. Mm-hmm. And then when the, oh my gosh. When the, Are you going to talk about the story? <laughs> I, I said tubby time was the creepiest part of the movie. And I stand by that. 
easily the I stand by that. Easily the second creepiest part of the movie. <laughs> Joseph tells Aaron to turn the camera off and he doesn't. He just turns the video off, but we're still hearing everything, right? So he didn't turn Which is a, it's cool because it's all black. The whole screen is black for like 5 minutes, which is interesting. Which was super cool cuz then you're just like experiencing the words and you can't hear you can't see what yeah, what their faces yeah. are doing or anything but joseph tells him this story he's like hey you know what peach fuzz i lied peach fuzz wasn't my dad's mask and and we we in the audience were like uh obviously no one <laughs> no one ever thought that your father put that mask on and sang to children no one was ever <laughs> under such a delusion no as to one think bought that no one ever believed that Peach Fuzz was Wait, innocuous. But I thought I saw I thought I saw Peach Fuzz at St. Jude's the other day. Like, oh yeah, yeah, singing to the children. Yeah, the no, kids. yeah, that was me. He's friendly as a rabbit. <laughs> friendly as a rabbit. <laughs> oh, so he tells us he tells us the true origin story of Peach Fuzz. Maybe you know, may who kn- who knows who knows what the who knows, who knows what, what the true. Origin story of Peach Fuzz is, but he tells us his version of what Peach Fuzz is, and that's that his internet was slowing down, and he asked his friend at work, you know, why is my internet slowing down? And his friend's like, oh, well, maybe your browser history is too full, which is, you know, I'm not a computer, I'm, I'm not a computer sure person, but I, I guarantee you that's not real. <laughs> I guarantee, like, I have, I don't think I've ever cleared my browser history, and my internet's fine, so I. <laughs> Your browser. You can only browse so many words you ran you can out. Only, yeah, you can only do it so much. <laughs> and so he's like, so then he goes home, he checks his internet history, and his computer is just full of animal pornography. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't I don't know what he means. Does, do you think he means, like, bestiality, like people having sex with horses and stuff? Or do you think he means, like, that that furry franchise thing I, people I putting on costumes i couldn't tell i couldn't tell that was my question as well but he he didn't say costumes he said animals he did say animals but peach fuzz so i was like mm. but peach it, yeah yeah so I, I i i'd be interested to hear what other people think i was leaning to, towards more it's like a bestiality type deal yeah I, and that's why it was so horrifying yeah I, I i had assumed it meant real animals too um but any event so he says that his computer's full of animal porn. The only person who could have been looking at all of that is his wife, Angela. Uh, his his alleged wife, Angela. Yes. And so he confronts her about it. It's It gets in between their marriage, obviously, because you don't just accuse your wife of watching animal porn and get away with it. <laughs> um, and so then he, they, they go on a, a trip to the cabin where they are, him and... Him, um, the two of them are talking at this cabin and he gets called back to work. So he leaves, but he didn't really get called back to work. Instead, he does the most rational thing that a husband could do when upset about his wife watching yeah. animal porn, which is go to a 99 cent store, buy this peach fuzz wolf mask, break into the cabin's window, tie up his wife while she's sleeping. And while she's sleeping, <laughs> I love that, that part of the story. He's like, and I tied her up at which point she woke up. <laughs> I love that. It's I like, love how he has to specify. Oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> we could have, yeah, we could have put that together. We could have surmised. And then he's like, and then we had sex, animalistic sex. And it was like the happiest I've ever seen my wife while I'm wearing this peach fuzz mask. And then he just left her. He's like, then I just left. I left her tied up. I just crawled out the window. Oh, my God. 
And then he comes back the next day and he's like, hey, how was your night? And apparently Angela's like, fine. oh, yeah, it's fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. <laughs> and then he's like, I raped my wife, Aaron. At which point I was like, the entire time you're like, oh, my God, he raped his own wife. And then he's like, I raped my wife. I was like, oh, God. He knows he's a rapist. Now He knows. And then and then end scene. End, end scene. scene. End of story. It's like, I don't know how to. I literally had no idea how to process any of that story. It doesn't let you. It doesn't let you process it. It's like close blackouts done we're moving on yeah like you and like it's you don't even have time to so question jarring. it you don't even have time to no, be like it, was he lying so just jarring. now was any of that real you don't have time to you just have to assume that he's telling the truth in that moment because we just move on to the next terrifying thing that he does i assume i assumed he was lying is what i did i assumed that he's just making up a story as he goes like the browser history thing doesn't make sense i i think he's just making stuff up to keep aaron there which obviously he's telling stories to keep Aaron there, but I, I assumed it was made up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was being optimistic. <laughs> I mean, by the end of it, I knew that he was obviously lying, but in the moment, and I didn't that... feel like I had the chance to question it. At this no, point, I'm don't. just like, okay, but... he's a creepy rapist who's definitely going to murder Aaron. <laughs> check and check. Check and check. And, and this whole, that whole scene, it was so over that's that's like where it's over the top it's not subtle and it's like so over the top and bizarre that it's almost like a black comedy and i I looked it up and i looked it up and the movie originally was planned to be a black comedy and then it just kind of morphed into not a comedy oh yeah nothing about this movie is actually funny i mean that part's a little funny is it funny it's like it's like weird it's just like over the top like him, like jumping out, and be like, bah! "Okay, just kidding, haha." Ha, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, there are probably moments where I'm you have so to like, uncomfortable that I'm laugh. laughing. Yeah, but there's no actual humor in this film. <laughs> so, oh, I love this movie. Oh my god! Well, fast know, forward. Fast forward. Things get really weird. Aaron. Dr- he dr- he takes the keys. Yeah, he takes Aaron's keys. Aaron tries to leave. He obviously can't. He realizes my only option is to drug this man and escape. I guess. So with Benadryl, with Benadryl he, he finds acting. Benadryl. I don't know how he did that without Joseph catching him. Maybe he brought it with I, him. I couldn't. I'm very that confused about either. that. I, I think that's a little bit of a plot hole. But in any event, he yeah. he drugs Joseph with a lot of Benadryl and a bunch of whiskey, which I don't know. I bet that would work, though. I mean, he said, do you think that whiskey tasted weird? To get him like, to no, give him enough good. Benadryl to actually knock him out. I think it Benadryl tastes weird. I feel like right, but he's and he and he knows it tastes weird, but he's also so eager to just have a drink with Aaron. And Aaron's doing such a good job of being like, "All right, buddy, like yeah. have a whiskey." And he's like, "Wait, did that taste weird?" He's like, "No, you want another?" I thought it was good. Like we're having a good time. And he's like, "Yeah, okay, we're having a good time. We're having a good see, time." See, when I see when I watched that scene, I felt like Joseph immediately knew what Aaron had done, and he oh, was like, you "Oh, so. you crossed a line, buddy." We were having fun. I was going to murder you in a polite way before. <laughs> you know, it wasn't going to hurt. And now, now you're going to suffer. Like, <laughs> I, just, I felt it in his eyes. Like, he was like, I know what you did. Prepare for, pr- prepare for hell. Okay. So, he falls, he does fall asleep because Benadryl is profound in its ability to do that to people. And Aaron tries to steal his wait, keys off of him. Wait, wait, wait. I forgot about my fa- one of my favorite lines. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is right after the blackout story. And then it's it's just like Aaron like 
awkwardly like putting on his jacket and like trying to walk away and joseph goes hey did my rape story freak you out oh my god (laughs) yeah it's like he's like talking aaron goes downstairs and joseph's like hey was that rape story was that weird for you That that Which was make me let me that, laugh. Okay, I, I will was, admit that was a genuinely funny part of the film. I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, no. Did that bother you? No. And Aaron's like, we're having a no. good time. Yeah. No. And at that point, I'm he's sorry. not being polite anymore. He's just trying to survive. Yeah. That. That's when he's like, okay. <laughs> but so, time but, to go. so he doesn't get his keys off of him, but he gets he gets Joseph's phone, which immediately While rings because that's how that works. He it, he immediately gets a phone call from Angela. He runs into the bathroom and he's Angela. like talking to this woman, Angela, who's who's Joseph's wife, right? And then she's very confused. He says where they are, and she has no idea where that is. And she's like, "Hey, you know what? You should just leave because my brother's very, you know, unwell. He's not well." He's like, "Oh, your brother." And at that point, that's that that is like I think the breaking point for the film. Because that's when you know absolutely everything this man has said is a lie. He almost certainly doesn't have cancer. You know, he did not rape his wife. Definitely doesn't have a kid. He does not have a kid. He did not rape his wife. He probably doesn't have a wife. Angela is his sister. He doesn't own this house. Um, Peach Fuzz has yet to have a legitimate, you know, origin story. So that still still bothers me. I still wonder where Peach Fuzz came from. I would I would definitely watch that prequel. Oh my god, the creation of Peach Fuzz, the finding of Peach Fuzz. We will start a Kickstarter as soon as we conclude this episode. <laughs> She's lying. We're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> so after that, everything gets really weird. Joseph disappears. Uh, Aaron makes it clear that he wants to leave. Joseph doesn't like that. Joseph doesn't want Aaron to leave. So he runs downstairs, puts the peach fuzz he calls mask his friend, on. Calls peach fuzz. He calls peach fuzz, and he stands in front of the door so that Aaron can't leave. And this, oh my god, this is such best scene in the movie. I agree. It's pro- it's probably easily the best scene in the movie, and it's so disturbing because like he's just standing in front of the of the door, and Aaron's like, "Are you gonna let me leave?" And Peach Fuzz just nods his head, "No." He's like, "Are you trying to scare me?" And Peach Fuzz is like. Nodding his head, yes. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't he handle it anymore. He gyrating he's, against oh the door. Oh my God. And he's like growling and, growling and gyrating against the door. I'm like, this is like some sort of weird sexual sadist type ceremony just before the murder. Like, but there's still like 35 minutes left in this yeah. movie. <laughs> That's what kept getting me. I'm like, how is there still time left in this movie? Because how is there more? The murder should have happened by now. They, ta- they, so Aaron just tackles him. He's like, stop it. And the screen goes black. Which is what I would do too. I would, I, at that point, you have not, you're, it's time to just stop doing mm-hmm. that. And then. Don't gyrate at me. And then we see Joseph with those big bags, presumably full of chopped up yeah. Aaron body. And he's digging a grave for it in the woods. And I'm like, oh, God, why is he filming himself do this? <laughs> why would you do that? What a tactic. And then we see Aaron. And Aaron's just filming his screen, watching it. And, oh, my God, the breath of relief that I took. Yes. When you know that Aaron is and they, alive. And they do that twice. And, yeah. And you and you kind of think, like. I've never seen a movie do that. They do it twice. And it, it tricks you, you know. 
it like you think you think that everything's gonna be okay like you know it's not over because there's still 30 minutes left but you think that from now on it's just gonna be like the aftermath of it joseph's still gonna be creepy he's probably gonna stalk him but aaron's probably gonna live how fooled i was (laughs) i should have stuck to my guns i should have stuck to my guns the second i saw the axe at the beginning anyways don't get attached. Oh my god, that I think Axe that was equals don't get attached. I think that was actually one of my favorite lines was way back when they're on the hike to the heart pond and Joseph's like, "Hey, can I ask you a weird question and you'll be honest? When you saw that axe in front of my house, did a little bit of you think I was going to kill you with it?" <laughs> I I loved that because it was so like it was like, "Yeah, we know you we like viewers, we know you know that's foreshadowing. We're not stupid." Yeah. That was just, th- and we're just gonna go one hundred. We're just acknowledging, <laughs> yeah, that was foreshadowing. He's definitely an axe murderer. <laughs> but then, but it got me. Like honestly, the axe, and they just went all the way. And like, did you think I was gonna stab you? Do you think I was gonna like axe you p- to pieces? And he's like, uh. like I, <laughs> uh, after that moment, I was thinking in my head, okay, well, they're not gonna use the axe because now the axe is so obvious. So I like dismissed the axe at that point. Never dismiss the axe. Never, never dismiss. And never the axe. dismiss. Peach fuzz. <laughs> no, don't don't make him call peach fuzz. And so the rest of the but the rest of the movie is like it's like an s- intruder. So much worse film. because it's just series of scenes of of Aaron getting mail from him, which is terrifying in and of itself. The mail's super creepy. Like he keeps sending him videos of him talking to him, and he's like, "Hey, you know what? Sorry about that. Sorry about that weekend where I was like, you know, you know that weekend I was kind of weird. You know, sorry." Do you remember? Did I I make you uncomfortable? It was it was like literally just him. Did my rape story? Yeah, it was just that line over and over and over again. It was just like, oh god, you know, I bet, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you thought that was kind of bizarre. (laughs) But then he and then he sends that creepy, obvious intimidation video of him bearing presumably a body. Yeah, and then he's like, sorry about that. And then he's like, sorry about that other video. (laughs) He's like, yeah, no, sorry, that was that was an emotional decision of mine. He's like, but you, you did drug me. You did drug so, me. So that wasn't he's, cool. He, I think literally he's like, well, you know, tit for tat. You drug yeah. me. I send you a video of the. But we're good. But we're good now, we're good bro. Friends. And then the big box buddy. that has just like a knife in it. Another video. Oh, that's my favorite. And then the wolf doll. The, the box before he even opens it. And it's just like a solid <laughs> 30 seconds of him looking at the box. The, the second we and see the box. And then he just like smacks the- it. <laughs> like the second we see the box on the on the doorstep i'm like joseph's in the box he's in the box it says fragile on the side he is in the box i couldn't believe he brought it in his house i would have opened it on the porch oh yeah i would have yep but that was my favorite because then like there's the wolf there's the knife and then there's the locket but the creepiest part of all of that is for me just the video not because the video is him he's talking about he's talking about the wolf he says that the thing about wolves like it has a beautiful heart yeah, it's misguided. Yeah, it murders yeah, its lovers sometimes. Yeah, occasionally it murders things. He said. <laughs> yeah, occasionally it murders things. And oh. I was like, okay, like this is like kind of the comedy part of it. I really like it. But then at the end, he's I found like, no all humor. right, see you later, buddy. <laughs> and he says, buddy. And I, I was like, <gasps> oh my god, yeah. When he's like, all right, see you soon, buddy. Buddy. Oh my god. So I mean, the fact that he calls him buddy, which is his fake child's name. The fact that Aaron has been having these nightmares for the last several scenes talking about how he's a baby wolf. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, what is going on here? This is like some demon possession again because I'm still in exorcist mode. <laughs> like, 
Just go ahead and call the priest. Get that ruled out. See, I I don't. I wouldn't have even opened the box. I would have just pushed it aside and moved. You know, <laughs> packed up everything that I could and moved as far away as possible. And I still don't understand why he didn't do that. Well, he that that was the that was whenever he like shows the lock and it has the photos of him and he's like, okay, time to call the police. Well, which I thought was late. Well, and the fact that, that the locket played the Peach Fuzz song. Shut up. I didn't catch yeah, that. So the, he opens a locket and it starts playing music, which it was a really thin locket. I don't think he was capable of doing that. I that's, <laughs> I thought the same thing. It was... But I'm pretty sure it was the Peach Fuzz song again. I, I was like not super paying attention because I was just like sort of numb at this point. <laughs> but oh my God, it was so I'm going to have to go back and listen to that. Oh my gosh. So oh, that, disturbing. Oh, that's a clever detail. I missed that. And then. Oh, and, and then he, that's when he decides it's time to change the locks. Which, to me, I would have changed them immediately just for the simple fact that he has your keys. He has your car keys with your house key he on your, it. And your house keys, presumably, yes. And you know he has your address because he's already sent you a DVD. Which, I don't know how he got the address. Like, how is that even possible? Because he probably followed him or something. Oh, god! He probably knew about him way before. You know what I mean? That's true. He knew this guy was coming. Craigslist, man. You just got to be hella careful, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or just don't use it. Just don't use Craigslist. Sorry, Craigslist. If just you get upset with me, I want I want to encourage everyone so listening, affordable. never use Craigslist. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's At asking least, for trouble. I don't know. It's. We're going to talk about that later because I have many a story about Craigslist gone awry, but we'll get to that when we get to that. I but mean, then Aaron's just kind of on edge, right? For the rest, the rest <laughs> but, of the movie, but it, it's it's back to him being like seeing the good in him and being like, okay, like we're gonna pretend this didn't happen, like it's fine. And then fi- finally, he gets to the point where he's like, okay, I'm gonna change my locks. I'm gonna call the police. But it took him so long. But and the police are just oh like, my gosh. We, and the police okay, are your There's helpless. a guy named Joseph. <laughs> there's a there's a guy named Joseph. You don't know his name. You I don't know where he actually lives. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> and the police are like, okay. Um, We'll write Sorry that down, it. sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, the scene where... So Joseph comes to his house, obviously. Super scary. Um, that was my favorite, though, because he's, like, he's... he's This whole time, Aaron has a video diary, and he's waking up at night, and he's telling about his nightmares. And then he hears a noise... And he just, it's so very human. It's and so normal. human. He he instantly, like, he hears a noise, he freezes. He gets up and he's just like, lights, lights, he lights. He turns lights, on lights, every light in the house. <laughs> I'm like, that is me. That is exactly me every single he night of my life. turns on every light in the house. <laughs> every single night. All the lights, grabs a knife, stands in the middle of the room. And he's like, hello? <laughs> he's like, I have a knife. <laughs> Joseph? I have that knife you gave me. I have me. that knife you gave me. Thanks. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. And then... And and when you see Joseph outside the door, and like the whole, I I hated Aaron for go for going outside of his house. I hated. He him. did, man. He sure just walked right outside. And he goes into the back. And he's like, "Oh, it was just a raccoon going through my trash." Like, no, it was Joseph finding the locket that he had carefully made for you and then thrown away. I would have gone and looked at my um, video. Oh, well, I instantly would have. I would have gotten in my car and driven to someone else's house. Yeah, I would not I have stayed alone. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. But again, he's trying. He's so optimistic and nice. Oh my God. He's just Why like, is he so optimistic about this situation? Like, it was a raccoon. And like, because it's it's easier on yourself to be like it was a. Yeah, raccoon. And he genuinely thinks that things are going to be okay. He does. Which is so ridiculous. And 
the it's moment me. when it becomes unacceptable for him is when he gets that last video from Joseph. And it's Joseph saying, hey, again, he's like, oh, you know what? Sorry about that. Um, I found Oops. I found all of my gifts in your yeah. trash. I was in your trash. That was me. Uh, it hurt me. But I thought this was a good performance. Bygones too. be bygones. You know, come meet me like here in this public swallow. place. Uh, I'm not going to hurt you and everything's going to be fine. And we're going to talk because like, I really just need a friend. And it, it was convincing. It was, it was a very good monologue. And yeah, his performance was really well done. I see where Aaron was coming from sympathizing with him. Cause like I, again, felt a little bit of that empathy that I had for him earlier, but at the same time, at some point you have to be rational about things and realize that you don't go and meet the person who no. broke into your stuff and send you death threats. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I might have done it. And maybe I can't. But I might. <laughs> oh my gosh. I might have done. I also have that fault where I really want to see the good in people. And so I'll write things off until there's nothing left to write off. I'm like, oh no, you're just a crappy person. But I think at that point, I would have met him there and I would have brought like people. I would have brought people okay. with me. I would have fucking turned around. I would not. I would have turned around. I'm not as good as Aaron. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And so the fact that he goes there, he's he's doing some smart things, you know, filming from his he car. He takes measures. He has 911 on his speed dial ready. And then he sits down on the bench. With his back to What everything. an idiot. You- <laughs> He's optimistic. You don't ever. Why would you ever do that? Like, oh my gosh, he's, he's, he's an idiot. (laughs) Like, honestly, that was the dumbest thing. And I'm like, the entire time, like, don't. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't look like a place that he's gonna get killed, right? It's like you hear people in the background. You don't see any people. I'm like, how close are these? Right, but there are houses everywhere. It's daylight. You hear like you hear a chainsaw. Like someone's working on something. Like you can hear people. I I think I would have let my guard. No. Absolutely not. I would never have sat down he on the bench. I instantly it. knew that that was the dumbest thing in the world. And lo and behold, I think if it, I think if he had invited me earlier than the locket and earlier than the video in my house, I think I would have met. Oh, him. you mean earlier than the part where he snuck into your house and filmed himself taking a clipping of your hair? Correct. So, how did Aaron not watch that yet? Before? Well, I don't think Aaron. I don't think Aaron had that. I'm starting to think because, like, at some points you do see that what's his name? Oh, I forgot his name. Joseph has a camera and he is, you know, he's taking videos of him, like, doing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. At some point you trick. do realize that he's so, doing some of it himself. I was thinking that he brought his own camera and took a video of Yeah. The I guess, I guess hair, that's what must but, have been happening. But maybe he didn't. Unclear. I guess instantly I assumed it was Aaron's camera because that's what it's i think that makes that's more what sense it had been, but no i think in the long run i think it makes a lot more sense for it to have been joseph's camera because aaron mm. it, that's what he does he like looks at he films everything and then he watches the things that he films he should have seen that horrifying clip horrifying <laughs> clip and so then i'm just taking the so hand. then here's the big spoiler everyone here's the big ending for the film is that he's sitting on the bench like an actual idiot and, no, like a good mm, optimistic. No, totally. He, he he was played a fool, and he was a fool. Joseph comes up behind him wearing a big trench coat because that's what murderers do. No one. Uh, Joseph doesn't do that. 
Peach Fuzz. Well, then. it's first Joseph, and then <laughs> oh, he first it's takes Joseph. Peach Fuzz out from under the trench coat, puts it on. <laughs> oh my god! Did you think that he was gonna pull an axe out? I knew that he was gonna kill him. I didn't instantly think it was gonna be an axe. But then when he when I he didn't pulled either. the axe out from the beginning, I'm like, oh, what a wonderful wrap up. I love it. And I knew, like, I was like, oh, turn around, Aaron. But I knew that he wasn't going to, right? No, he doesn't. And that that's, like, his the biggest thing about Aaron. And that's why oh, he loved him so I held, much. Oh, my God. Because he did I held out hope around. for so long that he was going to turn around. And then, boom, axe in the head. He sure didn't. And then the ending where it's, like, it's Joseph watching him kill him. And he's like, you know, Aaron, I've watched this so many times now. And you can tell that he's, like, masturbating a little bit. Ew! Yeah, he starts grunting. He does the peach fuzz grunt. I'm like, oh, God. And he's like, yeah, I don't understand. He's like, you're really dumb, Aaron. I don't know why you sat on the bench and didn't turn around. And at that point, I'm like, you know what, Joseph? You are right. <laughs> he was an idiot. No! No, he doesn't think he's an idiot. He thinks he's just such a good person. Oh, God. He's like, you're the, you're my favorite. Like, you're the best one. You didn't turn around. You tr- You saw the good in me. Which was fatal. But Which you was saw fatal. the good in me. <laughs> what good? He didn't see the good. He just, yeah, he was just, he was he like He did. Optimistic. He wanted him to be a good person. And then Joseph's like, yeah, you were the best one of all of them. And I thought they were going to end them. it with that, implying that he had done this to more people. But I really like it that they end with him getting a call from another guy using a different name. Yeah, and then he puts the Aaron list. DVD in the cabinet with dozens of all the names dozens of videos and a lot of them are on vhs's you know do you notice that so he had been doing this for a while yeah and then there was like a stack of dvds so mm. and then he says okay see you then buddy see you then buddy and he calls the new guy buddy oh shivers oh god (laughs) i loved it i loved it i thought it was so so good Mm. So that's that's I the movie, people. Movie. That's creep. It is very creepy. It is so disturbing. It's very creepy. And it's so low budget. And I was reading about um, Jason Bloom, who's the, the face and the name behind Bloomhouse. And he has an opinion that I think is really cool because, you know, he does all these films that are highly, highly successful, but they're actually very low budget. Mm-hmm. So Paranormal Activity is his big one. Incredibly low budget movie. Um he did the Insidious movies, the Sinister movies, all these huge franchise movies. And all these are relatively low budget movies. Purge, the Purge movie, the first Purge he did on like $3 million, which is nothing. And it's a very, very popular horror movie that like started a whole franchise. If you say so. And hit, hit. Okay. <laughs> it's like I've heard these names before. I know that they them. exist, but. <laughs> You're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know what I you're know talking about. know nothing about these things. Ah, in due time. In due time, Chris. Soon I will know so and much. <laughs> you're going to know so much, so much more than you ever wanted to know. Than I know. really ever wanted to know. <laughs> but he, his his whole take on horror and why he thinks he's so popular and his movies are so popular, he, he says the key is a low budget, a director that has, like, nothing to lose, oh, and in crediting, like, in crediting your actors and giving them, like, money based on how successful the movie is. And he says, like, all of that, like, drives people to want to be successful. And it, it sparks creativity and trying new things because, you know, it's relatively lower risk. And Mark Duplass said the same thing because he was talking about, I've read it somewhere, I don't know, um, 
how he has all the like people are like why are you like farting around in the woods you could be doing like you <laughs> have around. you're very successful you could be doing all these great big movies and he's like yeah but i see like my friends do that and they do that and do it and do it and then they sell out and then it's they're in crap movies that don't mean anything and have no creative energy mm-hmm. and so i really admire that i respect it i love that this movie is so it's very very well received for the most part there are always those people who don't like you know found footage movies which you know to each their own i love them but there are people who don't like it it wasn't released in movie theaters it was just premiered south by southwest and then it went straight to like a pay-per-view sort of rental thing i I think Mm -hmm. which usually means it's gonna be a garbage film (laughs) it usually does it really and that's like whenever someone recommended creep i was like what i've never even heard of it obviously it's gonna be some weird b movie Mm -hmm. and it isn't at all it has a really great core cult following, and it's turned into a franchise of its own. Because mm-hmm. there's Creep 1, there's Creep 2. I think they're going to make it a trilogy. So I, I I really like that about this movie and about this style of movie in general. I do I do really so appreciate like freedom. the immersive aspect. Like the found film, film style, found footage is... I really do like it because you, you sort of feel like you have to put yourself in the in the shoes of the person filming. You sort of have to, like, imagine yourself as that character, whereas with so many other films, you're just, like, looking at the people in the horror film, and you're like, ah, stop making stupid decisions. Don't go in the closet. What's wrong with you, Becky? Don't be an idiot. Right. Whereas in this case, you do a lot less of that, because you're just sort of, you are in the moment with that character, and you can empathize a little bit more with the decisions that they're making. Uh, Like I said, I don't think I would have put myself in the situation to begin with. But once I was there, I totally would have done what Aaron did. Where she's like, oh yeah, this is really disturbing, but I'm already here. So <laughs> let's keep going, I guess. You poor man with cancer. I Right. Th- dude, that is clever. Serial killers, take note. Terminal oh my gosh, <laughs> will captivate people longer. And people who don't want to be killed by serial killers, take note. <laughs> Uh, Craigslist is a cesspool of murderers <laughs> and don't believe everything you read on the internet and don't believe everything. Can I tell all my Craigslist stories now? I have so many. Oh my many. gosh, yes, please. Because Craigslist Ugh. seems like, it does seem like an ingenious way to kill people. And that and that's part of the creativity and like the coolness about this film is like, what a brilliant way to kill someone and what a weird way to go it about doing is. it. It is. A weird and deliberate and very public mm-hmm. just because ev- I, I, I just I love how he did it if I like kudos to you <laughs> creepy Bravo. Joseph. so I'm gonna start with the most obvious one the one that actually has a lifetime movie about it it's that Boston there's a Boston University med student who like went on a website obviously it was Craigslist <laughs> a um, and he found someone offering <laughs> any old website he found some woman who's offering sensual massage Oh, maybe. And then he murdered her very brutally. Oh, my God. Um, And he also robbed. There are two other women who he robbed, I think, who were offering massage. And But he killed himself in his prison cell in 2010. And, like, he slit his wrist and, like, wrapped his head in a plastic bag and shoved toilet paper down his throat. All after writing his fiancée's name in blood on the wall. Oh, my God. Don't go on Craigslist, guys. <laughs> Do not. Why Why massage therapists? Why did he only kill massage therapists? 
Because I think because they'll come to your house because like it's a service oh. where people come to your house. Why go kill people when you can just have the people you kill come <laughs> to you? From the comfort of From your own home. From the comfort home. of your own home. <laughs> Get a massage out of it and then murder them. Brilliant. <laughs> it's very cathartic, I hear. Very cathartic. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also this dude who... He, there was this woman, uh, she was like a Navy wife, um, and she posted on Craigslist looking for company, kind of like woman seeking man sort of deal. And this guy showed up and stabbed her 89 times. It's very specific. 89 times. And she was found dead whenever her friends came to check on her. This dude, his name was like Spar or something. He was Made given up. the death penalty. But when he was in prison, he went, he like wrote a letter to his ex-girlfriend who was like, I'm sorry, why did you do this? And he was just... He just said, I wanted to see what it felt like. Oh, you know, like a completely understandable, you know, I just, yeah, it's not that I'm crazy or I want to kill people. I just, you know, I just want to just one time to see what it felt like. I did it. It's not for me. (laughs) It wasn't my thing, but you know, at least I can say I, you know, I gave it a shot. Wasn't my thing. Oh, how gross. People are so gross. And then there was also, there's like the satanic people. Oh yeah. Those who are on Craigslist (laughs) who are like basically fishing people and like, saying i think there's this there's this couple and there's a woman let me find their names okay miranda and she it was in pennsylvania she posted an ad offering um female companionship this guy met her in the parking lot she stabbed him repeatedly and then her husband who had been hiding under a blanket in the back seat of the car restrained this dude with a piece of cable around their neck Oh. And this woman, they they got incarcerated, obviously. Obviously. But she was like, they were crazy, and they were in this spree of, like, satanic killings, and she had claimed to kill 22 people. So just just a heads up. They don't do, they don't screen for anything. Yeah, there's, there's no background check on Craigslist people. No, there just isn't. So if there's a takeaway from today, from our meeting, how about, you know, if you have to buy a toaster off Craigslist, do it at your police station meet at a police department meet at a fire station just be smart about it or go to goodwill it's not worth go to it. salvation army if you want a cheap toaster oh my gosh <laughs> now i'm gonna find just, a friend who's moving a string like, of goodwill do not, do not go and meet someone at their quote-unquote home and hear about their quote-unquote cancer and then take a quote-unquote tubby time bath with them don't do it oh you could or you could you know what screw all this just go home lock your doors don't leave Stay home, people. Stay indoors. Oh, my God. It's like that SpongeBob episode where he's, like, stuck inside because he's afraid because he <laughs> had that skiing accident. And then it's just him and the Hank and the little napkin and the penny, the penny. And, the, and the the potato, potato chip. chip. <laughs> and then Penny indoors. starts judging him. <laughs> oh, I, I relate far too much to that. Yeah. Well, wait, so wasn't that... Wasn't that guy, I think, I want to say it was in Germany, who sold his body to be eaten by a cannibal? He did that on Craigslist, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Not as did. much, not really the same, because he he wanted to be eaten. And I guess there was a big ethical debate about that. Like, I guess you can let, like, is it illegal? I think the man who ate him definitely still broke a law. Did he sell it? Like, did he get money off of it? Oh, gosh. I don't remember. Because that's illegal. Yeah. No, I, I, I just looked it up. He was, he was a 43-year-old Berlin engineer, um, burned brands. Um, and, yeah, he said he always had a f- fantasy, and he uh, fulfilled it. How could he have said that? 
If he was eaten. <laughs> it was something I wanted to do for a long time. Oh, no, no, no. This is the cannibal. A self-confessed cannibal. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cannibal. His name is... Oh, I can't pronounce that. M-E-I-W-E-S. Muiz? Okay, sure. I, I don't know. He ate the 43-year-old Berlin engineer, and he said, it was a fantasy, and I finally fulfilled it. I finally ate somebody. <laughs> Everybody's got their something, Chris. Everyone has their thing, you know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. With every bite, my memory of him grew stronger. <laughs> oh, my God. He cooked, he cooked him in olive oil and garlic. I guess I just imagined him eating it raw. I don't know why. No, no, you cook them. Oh, is that how you do it? Is that how you cannibalize? Well, I've seen, well, we're going to experience a few Hannibal Lecter movies. He cooks them usually, typically, if if time allows. 20 kilograms of human flesh before the police finally turned up. Oh, my gosh. Wait, so the police knew and were like on their way? I think they got a tip by the fact that a man was selling his body to be cannibalized on Craigslist. That's a good tip. Wait, so wait, was he dead? Like, did he post it and then, like, die? How did he die? I have so many. I'm gonna have I think to he showed this. up and wanted to be, like, I think he had to die first. Like, he was. Um, hopefully. Like, I think he had to be, yeah. I think he had to be killed at the location. Oh. Because I don't think, he, the guy didn't want to eat So he murdered him. body. Well, I, beggars cannot be choosers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's gross. Anyway. Oh, my God. Five <laughs> other people responded to the advertisement. Trying to buy him? Yeah. And so then Brands, the guy who actually ate the guy, went and met those other five people. And he did He did not, however, kill them. <laughs> this is too oh, okay. much for me. <laughs> oh, all right. There's a whole world out there full of possibilities. Full of possibilities. I'm just going to stay indoors and off the internet. Yeah. So Craigslist is not... I'm not a fan. And this movie, I will admit, ultimately, this this film was good. Um, I I mean, I still don't like it, but it was well done. It was creative. It it did what it was supposed to do. It did. Um, So we're going to go to our scoreboard, which only has The Exorcist on it. And this one's definitely better than The Exorcist. Hands down. This is better than The Exorcist. I think we should do Creep number one, still keep a blank space for number two, and then Exorcist number three. I will say The Exorcist had like lasting scare factor that this one didn't. That's true. Actually, I don't think this one had much different. of a scare factor. It didn't. It was like it's like very like campy, thrillery. It just messes you up. I really liked it. Like you, f- it just messes you up. You feel wrong a little bit for watching it. It's still horrifying, but I really liked it. But like you know, he didn't crawl backwards down the stairs and vomit blood. So, well, she didn't. If, either a, if I had to say which one is scarier, I'm still gonna go with 74 Exorcist. Yeah, The Exorcist is... Which one do I like more is different. Yeah, The Exorcist was scarier so, for sure, but... So I guess we have to decide, do we want to do our scoreboard based on how scary... I think no. I think we should do it just based quality. on... Quality. Quality, yeah. And and what... Yeah, I... Okay, we're going to do it based on quality. I think this beats The Exorcist mm-hmm. by a while. It's also hard because The Exorcist is old. I feel bad. I feel like I'm telling my grandma that she, like, she sucks and she's not relevant anymore. Well, is your does your grandmother suck, and is she not relevant? It didn't suck. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it gets number two, but I'm I'm gonna leave it as a solid contender. I'm not gonna automatically put it at the bottom, although it will probably it will end definitely up. end up a lot lower as time goes by. <laughs> I have no doubt. And I do, yeah. I mean, it's an old movie, but eh, 
you know? The weird thing is, though, like, The Exorcist got, like, phenomenal reviews, you know? Well, it's a classic. But, like, most of the old reviews, like, the ones from the 70s were all really, really good. And then more of the newer ones and some of the older ones that I was reading, like, of the critic, uh, the film critics who reviewed it, 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 had, it was a mixed bag. So a lot of people gave it, like, top score, five out of five. And then several people gave it really, really low scores, you know, like one and two stars. And then for this film, mm-hmm. it was much more consistent. Everyone had pretty much positive things to say about it for Creep, but okay. they weren't spectacular. Well, it's also only like three years old. Yeah. I mean, for the most part. And it didn't didn't have the same release factor. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. But I think, I mean, The Exorcist leaves an impact on you, if nothing else. Whereas Creep just sort of it does. It's a really really good film, but it's you just shake it off and you yeah walk exactly away. <laughs> like it's you're not gonna write like a earth shattering review about this film because it's kind of like all right I will was... I will do so <laughs> it's like all right that messed me up I for a good seventy minutes and now we're just gonna pretend like that never happened minutes. we're just gonna pretend like that never happened yep oh. see you're Aaron it's just exactly what Aaron did when he threw the videotape away he's like <laughs> all right. Didn't happen. This didn't happen. What a fool. <laughs> what a fool. Okay. We're going to put this at number one. Exorcist is at number two. Sounds good. I um, agree. Next week, we're going to do Idle Hands, I think. Is that what Yeah, yeah. One? Idle Hands. Is that... It's like... Yeah. It, you said it's a comedy? It's... Yeah. I don't think... I don't know if it's intended to be. It's like a 99 campy horror movie from... It like has Seth Green and Jessica Alba in oh, it. Oh, my gosh. I cannot. Yeah, for context, wait. people, the Rotten Tomatoes on Idle Hands is sixteen percent. It's sixteen percent. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I think it's gonna be good. So that's what we're watching um, next week. If people, it's gonna be full of spoilers. I don't imagine this is like a big movie that has like twists in it that required. I don't know. But if if you don't if you don't want to hear something you don't want to hear, watch it before you join yeah, us for our next. Definitely week. watch it before before listening to the next episode. Um, also, um, don't forget, you can officially join our club. It's really easy. You just click your subscribe button, um, follow us week to week. You can also follow us. We have a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're going to be sharing interesting yep, trivia yep, yep. and psychoanalyzing movies all week long. I already have a bunch of memes that I want to post. So many memes, people. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so many memes. I finally have a meme out <laughs> Finally, something to do with all of these memes I've been accumulating. Oh, gosh. But also, um, if you enjoyed the podcast... Hopefully there are people out there who also would enjoy it and you can help them find it just by rating us, writing a review. Um, we'd appreciate it and they'd appreciate it and you'll feel really good about you'll yourself. You'll feel so good. So good. <laughs> You're helping the club, people. We you know, we have to start from yeah. ground up. Yeah. And if you do have a movie that you want us to cover or any thoughts about today's show, uh, let us know. We do have an email address. It's nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. Yeah, and it doesn't. Okay. it really doesn't matter what movie you want us to watch we're willing to go pretty much anywhere in the genre of horror you know so if come anyone at us. has ever called it horror if anyone has we'll ever said it. it's scary anyone <laughs> horrifyingly bad movie. oh my gosh my mom thinks wizard of oz is really scary so i guess that's on the list <laughs> no you're not getting off the <laughs> the flying monkeys people they're terrifying all, all right. right well I guess that concludes our weekly meeting, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. See ya. Bye. So the reason I'm hired you is because I have terminal brain cancer, and I want you to film me to make a video. We need to get out of that house right now.
Oh my God. This is going to be a good day. <laughs>